Okay. Well, that means it's official. Is it done? Yeah. Are we starting? We're starting. What? But I think that the uh, we need to have the cleaning team come by a little bit more no, often. No, 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 no. Let the spiders do their work. You know really? why? Why? Because it's Halloween season, Jacob. It's Halloween season? It's my. a season of Halloween. Oh, my. And for the next several weeks, so you'll be t- enjoying some bio-friendly podcast Lights and spider. Wow, that's a lot of. It looks like somebody barfed on our sign. <laughs> well, wow. I think in, pre- in, in when you're here in present, it looks great. Yeah, but I think that uh, you know it's. Well, it's... hold on. We got to introduce our guest so he can pitch in on this conversation okay, okay. because I feel like. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like because otherwise, because otherwise he's sitting there like looking at us like, what are you? He's what like, are you what doing? are we doing? We're just vamping while our guest right. is waiting in the wings. Is exactly. that what you're trying to say? Exactly. All I right. don't. I don't hear my voice at all in my ears. I know. I suddenly just heard you <laughs> die as well. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm still plugged in. Do you want me to? I don't uh, know if I'm still. If there's waveform still going. I can hear you fine. You can hear me fine? Our okay. guests can hear you just fine. Well, so what we like to do is have technical difficulties in the middle of our show. That's yeah. the way we roll. That's, That's we, good. That's fine. <laughs> it's a regular a regular occurrence in the in Mustang's house, too. It's the same thing. So. Yeah. Well, see, okay, well, now there it is. It just Okay, now I hear me. That's incredible. Before I didn't, what, what happened there, Jacob? What was that? What was, um, was what's going on? It like there was some kind of, well, first of all, we're getting callers. Uh, they, guys, don't, we know, we're going to introduce Mustan in a minute. Just if you just could calm down, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on the phones. I think it was. People are desperate. I think it was the garage band said, like, you, we've detected feedback. So would you like the monitor on? So it was like our voices were overwhelming the machine. And so it, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? That happens oh. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, now. Sorry, I cut you off. Please, Wait, Jacob, what were you going to say before we get back to Halloween? I, I was going to say today. Today. On the Biofriendly Podcast. What? We are welcoming a guest. Who? And this is a guest that we, we know. We've hung out with him in person. And he's a great guy. And he is the global director of the uh, public affairs of environment solutions for Tetra Pak. Did I get the title right? Did I do it Close right? Enough. Or is- Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> There's like five <laughs> sections of that title. He's got to have a very yeah, big a, business card. Uh, Mustan, my business card is like this big. Yes. <laughs> Mustan Lilani. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Mustan Lilani from Tetra Pak. I want to so. be able to say what all the cool shows say, and this is friend of the show. Friend Mustan of the show. Mustan Lilani. Yeah, because that's, that's what, right. Because then when you, you know, when you have friend of the show, you have to say that. Otherwise, people go, they don't think you have any friends. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And now, I don't know if Mustan's going to agree that he's a friend of the show, but I hope he does. I think he might. <laughs> Right. You know. Totally agree. Totally Yay! agree. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, we'll start by saying how we met Mustan. Let's start with that. Well, I want to get know what Mustan thinks about our Halloween decorations. Before oh, we do I'm, you're right. Let's get back to the important situation, because... which is our Halloween decorations look great in person, but on the Zoom. <laughs> What's your opinion, Mustan? I mean, the greens are quite an interesting green. Um, yeah. You know, um, I I guess it's green. It looks yeah. green from my yeah. side. It's a you're correct. Uh, maybe not the green I would have picked, but it's no. a bit green. And the spider, the the spider. I mean, it works. It looks like a spider did its business all over your sign. <laughs> it's business. <laughs> did its business. That's a great. That's, de- that's a great like description that. of spider webs. Yeah. Did the spider, do, the its spider do its business over there? Business over there? <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yep. And, and what about my background? Does this work? I mean, I it's perfect. I'm covered I'll... in a forest or something like this. Yeah, here, well, but, uh, yeah. He's got a mirror, a plant, and a painting. Nothing could be spookier. Nothing spookier. That is how, <laughs> that's how they do Halloween in Brussels, Belgium, which is where we're talking to Mistan right now. He's in Brussels. Live from Brussels. Live from Brussels, well, Mustan. Boy, Mustan, when the, when the pandemic uh, passes, which I hope at some point it will, mm-hmm. although in America, I'm starting to doubt that that's ever just ever going to occur. I feel like this is the new normal now. But um, we, we're, we're, uh, we're going we, we to have to go out there and visit you in, in Brussels. You do. You know. do, and we got to share a couple of these extra strong 8 to 10% beers, and, uh, and I'll show you guys around a little bit. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you guys want, uh, if you need a place to, to, to kip too, you can. All, I have a couch that's also pretty it. useful. This is amazing. I love it. 8 to 10% beer is my love language. That that's is. How, that's <laughs> how you lure me anywhere. I think, I'm going to book the flight right now. I don't care for. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah, we're yeah, Americans. Yeah. We can't leave. Sorry. No, nobody wants us. Actually, no. there, was a, there was a guy. I was at a, a bar on the weekend, and there was somebody, I guess, who was visiting from, um, from the United States. I don't know how he got here, but he wow. did. He found me. It's a stowaway. <laughs> and he was he was he was asking for pints of uh, one of these really strong beers, yeah. and um, I guess he just didn't really appreciate eight to ten percent is kind of like double the drunk you would get yeah. from yeah. A normal beer. Sure, and, sure. Uh, so he you know he did the first one no problem and pretty quick, and then he did the second one pretty quick, and and he asked for a third, and the and the bartender was like, really, man? <laughs> and uh, and you know. The, he, he got the third and he got like this way through it. He's like, I'm le- <laughs> he was almost on the floor. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> within 20 minutes of being there, it was very quick. That's yeah. hilarious. The, the key to when you're at a good brewery, when we can return back to normal, yeah. is you pan the room yeah. and you look for the person who has the smallest glass of beer and you go, I want what's in that because <laughs> yeah. you okay. know yeah. you know it's going to be the purest, you know, strongest drink the in the house. The good stuff. Yeah, the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For exactly. all of our young listeners, of which oh. there are... Thousands. We're talking about uh, root beer, sarsaparilla. Yeah, root, sarsaparilla. Root beer, yeah. Oh, but yeah. this is your lesson for your root beer kids: is, yeah. is when you're having when you're having root beer, uh-huh. and they're talking about percentages. The problem with higher percentages is that you get more root into yourself faster. So much root. Right. Then, then you would not see because your body has no time to process it. So you want to be careful once it starts saying. You know, once, yeah. once you start getting double digits on yeah. the old percentage of yeah. the amount of root in the root beer, yeah, you, you just, you, you know, it happens faster than you realize, and then you get into a lot of trouble. It's incredibly you true. You can only handle so much root. Yes. It's just so, and then it's over. This this is from an, a person who's living internationally, so he knows as well. You know, he's yeah, living yeah. on the other side of the pond over there. What are things like in brussels belgium right now with the with the you know i mean kind of a bummer run up front like how what's the let's get it out of the way let's get it out of the let's way the bummer what's, run done. what's the coronavirus covid energy in in belgium we're we're to be fair we're we're tired of this <laughs> we're tired <laughs> yeah it's okay. uh, it's getting on i don't know since march and we we were hit pretty pretty early and um and belgium's in the center of kind of um of all of the you know the the middle part of um western part of europe and and there's just a lot of travel through here and uh we were we were hit early and hit pretty hard and uh, for a small country we kind of we, we managed okay i think for yeah. the most part um our hospitals were of course were overpacked and uh, we had right. to lock down for for some time and then we sort of came out of this lockdown in uh the middle of june and um or sorry middle of july and um, and we're going back into lockdown again, and it's happening very very quickly again. Oh and, man! Oh. Yeah, you, and, uh, you know what? We, you just can't. Yeah, you you just can't. You know, we were all allowed to go out. We were kind of like those kindergarten kids. You know, we were like <laughs> yeah. free free to to go out for 
for for uh, for lunchtime, and then we just all kind of made a mess of it again, and uh, yeah. and we've spread it around again, and and so we're we're about to go back into lockdown, unfortunately, oh. and it's it's inevitable. That happened right. to us almost immediately in Los Angeles. We, yeah. we we were so we were on, on lockdown, and then they opened things up, <laughs> and then it was like the moment everything was open, it's like okay, now we're gonna protest, we're gonna go to every bar, we're yeah, gonna but see we're gonna all our friends, we're gonna have six parties in a row. Yeah, and then yeah. within like three weeks, Los Angeles was like, well, that didn't work. That didn't work then, at all. <laughs> Yeah, 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 shut it yeah. all back down and, again. <laughs> and we have these. Uh, we have this. The the government's um, got an interesting way to to give rules on this because we we don't. We only just got our our national government back in in uh, in in uh, in force, and so we had regional governments doing their own thing and prescribing different rules and things, which was a bit of a mess because you know you walk across the street yeah. and you're in another region, and and all of a sudden the rules are different. But oh but, wow. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit confusing. But now we have um, we have these thing called bubbles. So we're allowed to. I'm allowed to have three friends in my bubble, ah. and uh, so you know. And then people try to stretch the rules, like you know, what if I have my partner with me or my family? Does that count as my bubble, or can I expand it? Or what if my friends have another bubble? Can we group bubbles together? It's all wow. about bubbles, apparently, and I just don't understand if that concept works. Maybe <laughs> no. it's a lost in translation thing with French or, or with uh, with Flemish, but it's uh, they're, they're, we're called bubbles, and um, bubbles. and uh, <laughs> That's fine. yeah. Well, yeah, for the yeah. young audience, it's like the the MySpace rules. You get your top eight. You know, you remember that yeah, my back, in, exactly. back in MySpace, you had your top eight. So that would be like a cool thing to do here. You know, like say like you get yeah. you get top eight people, top ten people, or something like that. Yeah. I'm in. You're what you're in my bubble. Because I, I, you know what I mean? Thanks, Jacob. Because we, we got That's such a nice thing to say to somebody. <laughs> hey, but bubble. you're in my bubble. <laughs> yeah, you're it's kind bubble. of flattering these days because, you know, four people is not a lot. And uh, so you got to be kind of choosy about who's in your bubble and who yeah. isn't. So I've had to, you've had to politely decline <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> dinner with people because, because you're not in my bubble. And uh, yeah, I guess you're less important or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a bit of a tricky social experiment that we have going on here. The politics of bubbles is, is really that's the end of us all. <laughs> really? Right yeah. That's a great song title, right? Yeah. The, politics the politics of, of bubbles. bubbles. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I can imagine that conversation being very awkward if somebody comes around and like, hey, did you want to get together and be like, sorry, there's no room in my bubble. I don't I know just, how to put it to you, but they, uh, they only let four of us. The bubbles and full I, up. Oh, I just yeah. you know because and you, you just did make the cut. You're number five, and I you know it's the government's fault. That's it's it. the yeah, government. Yeah, yeah. It's Blame not the me. Government. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> so great government. Well, that yeah. was well. So now, uh, so you 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 are in the in the center of, of EU government. Yes, at, at, in, in Brussels. So is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that you know? Is I that thought, complicated? Uh, or? It's it's a big co- well yeah it is in the, um, things have all gone virtual and okay. um, and so there's not so many big delegations coming but normally on my street you would hear you would hear the 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 the, the cops the um, the police cars and their sirens because they're escorting some dignitary or some some very important VIP person from right. uh, from a head of state from another country or something and so that happens on a regular basis here yeah. and then normally we also have the protests um last year around this time we had the dairy industry spilling milk all over the street because oh uh, because they weren't getting subsidies for 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 what they're doing too so you you see some pretty interesting things on the streets here in Brussels. wow, wow. Well, all the more reason i gotta get there immediately so i cannot wait till we well can you're tell. a bit you're a good protester i am a great <laughs> on, protester. from the, of the protesters i know you Thanks, know, you're, man. You're, you're Thanks. Yeah, I want to so feel him. like you should definitely get the Brussels right. and fast on my yeah. way. Yeah. On my way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get to Tetra Pak and what Tetra Pak is. Yeah, we probably you <clears throat> probably should let 
let Mustan get some business done. Otherwise, well, we're just gonna he's gonna get in trouble. Just like the spiders get to do that, get their business right. done. I gotta right. let Mustan yeah, no, get no, his that's, business that's done. That's fair. That's and it's actually kind of interesting. It it's is cool it, stuff. It, it is it, cool it helps stuff. Our show too. And I wanted to say to the audience, like Tetra Pak is probably a name that may you may or may not have heard, but it's definitely like a recognizable. Uh, product because you've been to the grocery store, you've seen the paper packaging that's for soup or juice or whatever. That's probably Tetra Pak the majority of the time. Yeah. But I may not be doing justice to the description of what it is, so I'm going to pass it on to Mastan to kind of share what is Tetra Pak. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for for the intro. And yeah, um, uh, Tetra Pak is a is a is a company, and we're we're basically we're based in um, in Sweden as our as our home base. We were founded there uh, nearly seventy years ago by um, a one Dr. Ruben Rousing. Um, and he had this idea to basically um, say, you know, if we were looking at distribution of food in a different way, how could it be done? And he was really an inventor in this sense and sort of, and, and, um, and invented this process of aseptic technology, which was, which was to, to, um, to, to package um, food, uh, dairy, milk, juice, and, and brought in a way where you don't need to have refrigeration um, to, to store it and where you don't need to add preservatives um, or additives in any way um, to keep the product as fresh and, uh, and keep it um, as wholesome as it needs to be. And so this was pretty revolutionary at the time because it really disrupted sort of the, uh, the, 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 the glass industry in many ways, which was normally sure. the way you would get your milk. You would buy, you would get the milkman coming in. And so he sort of mainstreamed this in a, in a, in a broader sense. And, and today we're active in more than 160 countries uh, around the world, um, including in Belgium and including in the United States, um, and we're best known for for packaging um, for for packaging dairy products, um, for packaging juice, water, um, soups, and broths, and and things exactly as you said, uh, Jacob, that you would find in in the supermarkets around the around uh, the stores. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. So now, obviously, we're we're a show about sustainability. We're we're a show <laughs> about uh, the environment. So uh, can you kind of kind of clue in for audience? I mean, you mentioned a little bit of that with you know keeping foods fresh without without needing preservatives and additives. That obviously matches our, our what we talk about with our audience tremendously. But in what other ways uh, does Tetra Pak kind of have a leg up on other on other folks with its uh, sustainability? Yeah, from a from a sustainability perspective, um, you know the, the the carton packages that we that we make uh, they come from uh, responsibly sourced renewable materials. So it's about seventy five percent paper based, and and they come from from uh, from different um, farm forests around around the world. Um, and there we have a certification scheme so that we you know we're not trying to you know cut down or clear cut forests in any way. It's done in a in a very responsible way awesome. with uh, with the Forest Stewardship Council certifications on this. Um, and we have a, a thin layer of, uh, of polyethylene plastic uh, to because you know you can't just put liquid in into paper. If you try this at home, it's going to leak everywhere. <laughs> right, um, right, right. And uh, and there's also a thin layer of aluminium in there because this is what keeps um, keeps the product fresh without refrigeration. So this is what what basically protects it from having um, oxidization or light entering into the product and then and spoiling it in many ways. And so we can keep um, uh, foods uh, protected without refrigeration from six to 12 months anywhere in the world. And this this is a really um, a strong sustainability achievement because because you don't uh, you don't need the, the the cooling, the refrigeration and, and those processes anywhere in, uh, in in on the shelf. And it helps to store food and keep it from going bad right now. I mean, if you look at uh, food waste right now, we have such a huge issue on this, as, as you guys know very well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's why I think we we're there to help uh, protect food, to help minimize food waste um, and to make it safe and available to 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 drink and to consume. 
Also, yeah, and also a lot of people don't realize that that reduces carbon emissions. Uh, yeah. Because refrigeration, uh, believe it or not, folks, I know you don't you don't fill it up with uh, gasoline, but but it is drawing energy, which you know while while we're there is more sustainable energy than there was. That's that's there's still quite a lot of energy that's that's you know produced the old-fashioned way. Right. So it's you know so you're you're using less of that because refrigerators are pretty energy intensive. So yeah. Yeah. you know yeah yeah. Well, yeah, and, and and I mean, I wanted to get to to talk a little bit about the what you know I an activist internally within the company about this and and we're calling it in the company it's a climate emergency right it's it's really what it is we are, we're in today and i think that's where our true purpose and our value of making food safe and available while trying to to take uh, action on on climate change i think is really one of the reasons i'm working for the company and one of the reasons i'm i'm very much uh, supportive of what we do here so yeah i mean the the climate piece for me is the is is one of the biggest dimensions uh in addition to to the to the food waste and minimization work that we're doing there yeah you know the thing awesome. that i think is cool about it yeah that's great and that's that's you know very inspiring <laughs> and we can tell that about you and we we could tell that the moment we met you um that your your heart is in it which is awesome and, uh, you know, from an outsider, before I even got into the podcast and in the environmental sphere, I, if I was walking in the grocery store and I saw paper packaging, my assumption would be like, well, that's obviously the better choice without even having this knowledge. Because I think that at least for me, and I'm curious to know what you think, if you see a plastic jug, if you see a glass container, and then you see this unusually shaped boxy paper thing, you already think in your head like, well, that's got to be the right way to go in terms of packaging. At least that was my instinct. Is that what, what is true uh, overall? Yeah, I mean, I think every package has its own benefits and has its own challenges and problems. And I'm, um, I'm not going to come here and say we don't have our own challenges. You know, we're doing a lot on uh, on collection and recycling, which is an, it's, it's an enormous issue right now and something we have to to really up our game on and work work more concerted on. And we're doing quite a lot already um, in the United States and in other parts of the world where where the collection and recycling systems are are, are developed, but we don't have a high recycling rate. So sure. so yeah, every package has its own sort of pros and cons and I think you know you have to look at it from a from a, a systems perspective and I think there's a there's a value in having options and choice in the marketplace for for what suits your lifestyle and your convenience you know it's funny um uh, living, I, I'm from Canada, and uh, when I was when I was living there, I would uh, you would buy milk in the fridge, like I think you guys do in uh, in yep. in, um, in California, and I think that's that's just what I was you know brought up to 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 do. When I moved to Brussels and into and into Europe, the milk we buy is not in the fridge; it's on the store shelf, and and that was really strange at first. And I said, "What is this magic potion? What am I drinking? Here? There's <laughs> right, got to be right. something to this." But you start to dig into it and you look and you say, in fact, there there isn't any difference. It's really it's um, it's exactly the same product. It offers the same nutritional value. And like I said, there's no additives or preservatives to make it do that. It's simply the way it was designed to to keep light and oxygen oxygen from uh, from entering it. So it's a very different, uh, a different um, a way to to yeah. to uh, to buy products. You know, the other funny thing, just it's a bit of a, an aside to this. Um, one of my first days in, when I moved here five years ago in, from Brussels, I went to the grocery store and I was buying some, you know, basic stuff to, you know, to, to fill the fridge and just get going. And I was buying some milk, which I couldn't find. It was on the shelf. And then I was looking around for eggs and I was like, where, where are the eggs? And I'm looking at all the fridges. I'm opening them all and I couldn't find the eggs. And I was yeah. like, well, what's going on? So I went to the to the um, cash register and I asked the lady there. And I said, you know, well, where's the eggs? 
Um, and she says they're, they're on the shelf over there. And, um, and, and I was like, this is confusing. What's going on here? And I asked <laughs> yeah. her, why, why are they not in the fridge? And she looked at me and she says, well, what, you know, a bit, with a bit of a French accent. She says, well, what do you think? A chicken lays cold eggs? And, uh, <laughs> and so it's just one of these norms you have to get used to, I think. And, uh, and I think in, in North America, we just have this, this norm of buying uh, a lot of the products um, in fridges and you don't necessarily have to do that. And in many cases, the environmental impact could be less if you didn't have that refrigeration system in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah, we have another friend of the show who's a, who raises chickens. Yes, and yes. Uh, and she Alchemist was talking farm. about yes, yeah. yeah. And she was talking about about uh, yeah, just that that they haven't. If, so long as you don't wash them, so long as you don't clean clean off the outer protective layer, yeah. eggs are fine. Just yeah. leave them out. They're, they're fine. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And actually, they make good omelets when they're actually um, when they're at room temperature. Anyway, so I've actually yeah. found it pretty useful. That's yeah. awesome. Nice. Well, you know, first off, I want to say I forgot <clears throat> Mustan was originally from Canada. So the one that explains why he's so friggin' nice. Right. Two, <laughs> I want to start getting a scoreboard here where the amount of Canadians that we have on this show that care about the environment. We are literally like five for five. We are now. huge in Canada. We have got to be. We had yeah. last week we had Mark Chandler from Earthwatch. Um, okay. And Earthwatch was yeah. represented at, at, at Green Biz, and, uh, although we didn't meet him. And he was originally from Canada. Then we had David Dodge before yeah. that from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we talked about how Canadians must have this like inside of them feeling like I must save the planet. It's just in you somehow, I believe. Anyway, that's my theory. <laughs> I'm going to write a paper on it. Yeah. So. You anyway. should write a paper. I'll, I'll help uh, add a few sections. I think I don't know what it is about us. I think we're in this in this uh, weird space where yeah we're we're sometimes too nice, and I get criticized here for saying please and thank you too much. Sometimes that yeah. doesn't go too. Don't far ever stop. That, don't ever change. That's what people the world loves about Canadians is the kindness. Everyone I've ever met has had that that real, you know, generous and warm, friendly demeanor. And I, if anybody said, hey, Canadians, stop doing that, I'd be like, no. Like, no, no. you stopped telling you them stop to stop doing that, jerk. you butt. <laughs> yes. No, well, I, I, we need more pleases and more thank yous and more excuse yeah. me's and more, mm-hmm. more pardons and more. All, we need more of that right now. Right. More I than got ever. it. I, yeah. I'm going to share parts of this, uh, this podcast with some people you need to learn. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. We'll show them. Play it on your balcony like John Cusack and say anything. Yeah. It's the section about yes. being kind and nice. And he's just, he's like playing it on full blast at his window. So everybody in, in Belgium is like, what? what is we should stop pouring milk in the streets. Yeah. We should listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Um, no, I, the, and, and you were, we, we kind of touched on this a little bit as it was going, but but something I want to I want to highlight a little bit that I, I you know that I think t- makes Tetrapack kind of kind of cool is is you mentioned how with uh, with recycling how you know how much how much we don't how much is wasted and, and in the U S in particular a lot of our recycling ends up in a landfill anyway we don't actually recycle yeah most of our recycling it's kind of it's kind of horrific I mean from our perspective we've done you know we're doing what we can to to set up collection and recycling systems we were probably one of the first in out of a. Uh, working with our partners and our industry association, the Carton Council, which is a, a consortium made up of us and, and some other carton manufacturers as well, yeah. to, to, to set up collection schemes uh, across, uh, across the United 
States in various cities and, and regions. And we were working, you know, uh, mayor to working the doors of each mayor and saying, look, we need to drive collection and recycling. We want to be able to put it in the blue box. We want it to be able to be collected and recycled. Yeah. And and we worked to really establish the the value chain, the recycling chain for for Carnes. And today um, we have we have a, a fairly strong chain. I think something like sixty to seventy percent of uh, of households in uh, in America can recycle their Carnes in their blue box in their in their curbside. Blue box systems, which I think is already pretty good and, yeah. and impressive compared to other other um, packages. But you know, I also think you know, coming back to the, the the climate situation, you know, recycling is one piece of this. But you know, you guys know this, I know this, and it's no it's no secret here. We're not going to recycle our way out of the climate emergency. It's oh, just yeah. simply not going to happen. Yeah, you know? I mean. Not. You know, recycling is it has a place and has a role, but but really, I mean, we have to start looking up the supply chain and seeing what materials we're using and which ones we need to sort of basically eliminate because they're 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 carbon intensive and uh, and we need to substitute those for low carbon materials as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, absolutely. Well, and there's also the, I mean, it's something we talk about a bit on the show is is the uh, the the misunderstanding about oil as as a valuable thing, right? Like that that. If we yeah. go burning all of it, right, or or using it for every single piece of plastic of, of packaging and everything we use, then we, we can't use it for other things where it can be very useful, right? Because it, it used to be in the very old days that you would have to uh, you have to get a turtle shell, like part of a turtle shell, in order to make plastic, right? And, and so you'd be killing turtles uh, or or killing uh, uh, elephants in order to get to get the right materials to make what you wanted to make to manufacture certain things, and then. This lo and behold, this environmental great invention. We can from oil, we can make plastic, and it had all these applications and all these great things where you could make things that would last and be useful, and, and you could actually do things with medical, life-saving equipment, right? Right. And we're burning it. <laughs> we're not like we're not we're not we're not using it for its purpose. Instead, we're throwing it into the air and heating up the planet. So yeah. the thing that's great about again when you're using as little plastic as possible and you know a little bit of aluminum. Although I could I could be like one of those those uh, those those um. Like a, like a real, real hardcore oh, investigator. hardcore journalist, yeah, like say, really needle. So you're telling me that yeah. your environmental product is filled with plastic and metal? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, but for, for obviously the, the, the advantages and the value you get out of it, it's worth it, right? That's, that's why you yeah. do it, because yeah. there's, because you can protect the food. You can protect, you can, it can last longer. You can, with our refrigeration. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I love talking to you guys, because, you know, you, uh, there's this, there's this view that, you know, if you use any plastic or any aluminum, it's really bad. And I think we have to get to this systems thinking about you know what does it mean if we were to take away the aluminium and and uh, and not have it there then what would that have an impact on food waste for example right. or 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 having us to to uh, to refrigerate products more and also heat the planet in a different way right, right. so i think that's why you got there's always trade-offs to this and i think you know there's probably no perfect solution yet there well there isn't and uh, and we all have to work together to see you know what are the best solutions that fit our lifestyle that still offer us the convenience and and what we what we want as uh, as as society um, but also to to take into account you know some these these realities we are in a climate emergency and so yeah. we have to be a little bit more conscious and every little bit that we can do to to reduce the amount of plastic or or to uh, to reduce the amount of other fossil materials glass and aluminium we can I think the better it is for all of us yeah. absolutely absolutely because we what we need this stuff to be available for what we need it for not for a single use throwaway something yeah. right? right that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. the that's where, where where this whole thing gets confused and i think that 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 people and it's, it's about education that's why we do the show it's so that people can understand yeah. the, the whole picture because if you get the whole picture you can see that there is there is a way out that there is there's a way to, to get through this and to figure it out but yeah. we've got it we, we just have to 
we have to look a little bit broader. We have to go ahead and, 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 and take a look at, okay, so between these options, which one is going to buy us the most time? And yeah. at some point, yeah. we, if we, we're clever, people are pretty clever. We are going to keep innovating. We are going to get better. We're going to learn new things. And we hopefully can get to a point where we can exist on this planet without causing any damage to it at all. That's a ways off. And in the meantime, let's figure out the best options. Right. Because yeah. food packaging isn't going to go away. We like that's the thing is we are growing as a species. There's more and more people on the planet. We all got to eat. We all got to have especially food. Especially Jacob. Especially this guy because I'm drinking eight to ten percent beer. So you got to line the stomach <laughs> with but, aluminum with, and with plastic. aluminum with plastic root beer. You, root yeah, beer. Root, beer. <laughs> root beer. Sorry, root beer. Yeah. Sarsaparilla. Your kids are listening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like they don't know I enjoy beer. Um, but uh, <laughs> but no, I was going to say packaging isn't going away as much as the extremist views that don't uh, have to deal with the uh, the process, the transitions. They, it's like, oh, get rid of it all. But you go, well, we have a problem. We got billions of people to feed. We got to find ways to package things so that they will stay in order to, you know, feed that many people. And so I think that what Tetra Pak is trying to do is is at least help with the process of we're going to have to keep packaging. So what's the best possible way we can package right now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're not we're not perfect on this, but I think you know, um, Jacob, you just a really important point, and I think the the COVID pandemic really really um, really brought to brought to spotlight some of these issues. And you know, we had disruptions. I don't know what it was like in the United States, but you know, there was food supply chain disruptions, yeah. and and so you know, um, because things were closed, and there was so much, and people were were not getting access to nutritious foods. And I mean, that's where I think packaging plays a really critical role. You know, to to be able to make sure that we that we can continue to make food safe and available for everybody, even during a pandemic. And we had to work around the clock, our our factories and our our converting facilities and our engineers in our in our customer sites. They were all active 24 seven, making sure the food supply chain didn't stop. And packaging played a key role to making sure that 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 supply chain was was still functioning. That's so great. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's key. It's key because if you if people can't get food, they go. The people they, look. It, Things aren't going to hold had, together for very long. We, we had a, fr- a friend of ours who was saying that they, that he'd read something about the amount of time that it would take for a soccer mom to become a murderer <laughs> if it be, if it gets to the point that her children need need food, right? Yeah, true. Like, yeah, and yeah. that's and that's 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 something we have to look at. And we have to look at it. I mean. We have to we have to look at things realistically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 it is a balance. It's like what what, how can we continue to exist, but also acknowledge that yes, there is a problem and we have to solve it, yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. so like yeah, how yeah, can yeah. we how can we move forward, do the things we need to do to buy the time, and then eventually get to the Star Trek Next Generation um, device that they had where you just, just press a button and, and then the hamburger just appears. There. That's Ta-da. what I'm waiting yeah. for. Yeah. Tetra Pak is probably working on that, that too. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I and was... you know those those moms you talk about too. I mean, it almost got to the case with uh, with toilet paper. I saw I saw <laughs> totally. <those> situations <laughs> totally. around the world. Yeah. And we almost ran out of that, and everybody was freaking out. Imagine if that happened to food. It would have been worse. Oh, forget Who about knew? it. Who knew? Like that's <laughs> the funniest thing I thought that came out of you know if you play video games or you're a big uh, film buff and you've watched any post apocalyptic film. I love that everybody who's ever put it together is like, wow, we did not factor in the whole toilet no. paper thing. Like the next <laughs> the next video game that has like it's the end of the world. They're definitely going to make sure that they include the toilet paper was the first yeah. thing to go. <laughs> it's so well, funny. And what's hilarious now, now, now that uh, 
Now that the toilet paper is pretty much back on the shelves. It's back. Toilet paper is back. You have everybody on earth now has like a three month backlog of toilet paper (laughs) that they're they're sitting on. Like, well, now I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, Tetra Pak has a campaign that you guys have launched, and I don't know if it's if if we were able to see the video before it went live, but like I don't, you know, we we did get to see kind of a behind the scenes of the uh, Go Nature Go Carton campaign. Is that something that we will eventually be able to share on our socials? Like the video campaign, or am I if I am I not even supposed to be talking about this? Jacob, right? did you no, make you an can. illegal announcement? I did, I did. There's like laser <laughs> no, beams are on me right now. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, thanks for putting me on the spot, but uh, yeah. no, the campaign went live actually uh, a week ago, and uh, it's it's in the United States, and actually we've been getting quite a quite a good uh, coverage so far. We've had some um, some full ad pages in the Wall Street Journal and and the Times, and uh, we had a CNBC. Um, uh, video with our with our CEO um, Adolfo Rive, who gave a, a pretty good overview of um, of what the campaign is about. It's called Go Nature, Go Carton. That's it. And really, what it is for us is it's it's not so much about the media and the attention. I mean, obviously, that's uh, that's nice to have on the side, but we're putting a, a, a stake in the ground. You know, the, what we're trying to do here is basically is to show that look, we're in this climate emergency. Um, we need to to do um, things in a more radical uh, way, and um, and we are taking a position that we need more nature-based solutions in the marketplace. And, yeah. and we believe that our cartons offer the probably the best perspective when it comes to offering nature-based solutions. And that means using renewable materials that are responsibly sourced and that can be recycled after its use. Um, and we believe this is a superior option to what else to what else is in the marketplace today. I agree. And so we're gonna we're not gonna make um, we're not only going to make friends here. We're going to probably have some uh, some uh, some controversy with this too, but we sure. accept that, and we know that this is a conversation that we want to have and and really start the debate about what is it going to take to really address this. And and uh, yeah, we believe nature based solutions is the, is is the way forward on this. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And say so, hey, sometimes doing what's right isn't isn't always easy. Yeah. In fact, often doing what's right isn't easy. But you know, the, but you're doing what's right, and we we really appreciate that. And that's you know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the I mean, many reasons we're at, glad to have you here. Yeah, th- you're well. Thank you for the invitation. I mean, yeah. if you look at uh, at at packaging, you know, one of the things when I think I, I said in our in when I met you guys in uh, in Phoenix earlier this year, it was it sounds like a million years ago, years ago right? Yeah, I exactly. Know. Uh, but when we did meet, I said, you know, one of the things that we've we've uncovered when doing some research about this in, in preparation for this campaign was if you look at packaging, the production and the extraction of just the raw materials to make different types of packaging, plastics, uh, metal, yeah. uh, glass and and uh, and cartons, yep. the climate, the climate impacts, the, the carbon emissions are already greater than aviation and shipping combined. Right. So that's wow. something like it's something like 1.1 gigatons, which is almost what um, the UK or what Germany emits on an annual basis. Right. Wow. And so that's already that's enormous. Right. Yeah. And this is just packaging. Yeah. And so, you know, nobody people think about, you know, we, well, you know, if we recycle our packages, you know, that helps. And of course, it has a, has a, has an impact. But we're not really addressing the root cause of this, which is which is what materials we're using in the first place. Right. And so, you know, what we're trying to do with this campaign is to have open and honest and transparent conversations about what is it going to take to really address that 
impacts that we're having for, on the climate emergency today. And you know, what you, um, having emissions already greater than aviation is is incredible. And I think not everybody knows that. And I think you know, it, it's really coming to to fruition with this campaign. We're getting a lot of feedback that says, "Wow, how do we raise awareness about this?" You know, we thought just going to green electricity was the way forward, but but no, I think what you guys are saying, Tetrapack, is that we have to also look at materials in a different way too. Well, that, that's it. I mean, green energy, the the, the one of the largest pr- difficulties about sustainability is is energy storage, right? Because these these batteries, I mean, I, they're 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 terrific and they're way better than what they used to be. And and there's obviously improvement, and that's fantastic. But there's a lot of mining involved in batteries, you know. And so when yeah. t- when Tesla yeah. announces that they're that they're doing it all in Nevada instead of you know across from <laughs> from <laughs> from from the Congo up to China back to you know to, to California, it's better, right? Because it's it's all in one place. But still. There is a car. There, there is there. Look, there's a there's a footprint, footprint to that. I yeah. mean, there's 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 something you have to look at. And and again, that's kind of where you have to weigh it. It's like right, but but is it better? And and the answer, you know, if you do it right, yes, it is better. And can we come up with technology that makes it better? Absolutely. Like so, there's a there's you know we can get there, but it's it's again, it's making those making those choices, figuring out those bringing choices. awareness, like yeah. you're talking about, to to what the problem yeah. is, and then. Making the choices to be like, okay, how long can we do this, and when do we need to have something to replace it, and and when do we start doing that instead of the other thing that was worse, and that's and that's just a, you know, yeah. It's, it's, and you know, you talk about the batteries, and I was watching this weekend. I don't know if you guys have seen. I watched on Netflix the new David Attenborough uh, documentary. No, life but on I our saw planet. that, and I was like, I want to check this out. It it has to do with his life too, right? Is it focused on him? As well, you know, it is, and and he's called. I love it. He calls it a witness, his witness statement. And so, basically, what he's saying, at least my my take on it, is that he's saying that um, he's been witnessing, and uh, he's being a witness to to um, to the the slow, gradual degradation of our planet. Yeah. Um, and in, and he's really focusing on this one, not so much on the climate emergency, which is one of the 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 uh, the byproducts of this all, but right. more about the biodiversity loss that he's seen in his uh, 93 years on this planet. Wow. And it's incredible. It was really moving to see this and see, look, the what we're doing to the planet is destructive. And yeah. um, and and it's 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 been systematically been happening all the way from the beginning of his life. And he's he shows a visual representation of uh, decade by decade what's happened, and I I really encourage you and and your viewers to uh, yeah. to, to to have a have a watch at it. It's on Netflix, and it's uh it's getting pretty popular where I am at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, great. Like that's I definitely want to check. If it you out. don't know, then you won't do anything about it, right? right? That's 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 the bottom line. You just need to get educated. You need to look at what's out there because yeah. we can make we can make responsible choices. We can do the right thing here. We've just got to yeah. got to have the data. Well, Mustan yeah. must be our most popular guest because I think that phone has rang constantly for probably the past half hour. So apparently callers, I think it's Angela, it's uh, Stephanie from Touch Bag. Everybody, they want in on the hangout session. That's what they want. They want in. They yeah. want in. They want to yeah. be part of this, which which leads me to the point. I do want to mention, you, we talked about how we met at Green Biz, but it really was, it does seem like a lifetime ago that we were, it was February, and we it, were right. We had no idea. We had no idea. At that moment, as we're standing in the in the beautiful scenery of Phoenix, Arizona, hanging out, going to conferences, drinking coffee, uh, having breakfast and lunch, and you think to yourself, you're like, in the uh, distance, there was maybe there was talk that there was there was a something thing in going China, on overseas. Maybe it was not, uh, yeah, not too serious. But we got a chance to meet the entire team from Tetra Pak, and we that whole weekend. What's so cool? This was our first green conference. You you find your buddy. 
and yeah. you guys were our buddies. You guys and 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 Holly from Microsoft, and and there was a couple other people in the group, and it was just really, really a cool not top four bubble people. I mean, but certainly other people. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, top four bubble is definitely Tetra Pack for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's for sure, it's top, but definitely top four when you guys are in it. You yeah. guys are in it for <laughs> yes. sure. I mean, yeah, we, I we were the we were the the crew there, and I thought that was it was just great. How many times we we. We uh, we ended up together on yeah. these things and uh, yeah. and uh, and and having these conversations and, and trying to understand better what the hell was going on around right. us and things. Right. And I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, I, got, I really enjoyed it. I got a chance to go see Mustan uh, present in a little in a little room. Like it was, you know, that that was my way of showing, like, hey, I'm not just one of those casual dudes who are going to meet over a cocktail hour and then I don't support what you're going to do. Like he was he was scheduled to present yeah. and I got a chance to race over there. You were already tied up yeah, with something I else. I didn't make that one, Mustan. No, no, because no, but, I am the kind of person. Who's <laughs> no, gonna no, have no. a drink with you? And yeah. they'd be like, yeah. He was tied up. He was tied up. But he I remember us talking. He was like, we gotta make sure. Yeah, he was like, if you're free, make sure you go. I didn't check say out that. He's trying to make me feel, feel nice. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Yes, care. you did. He did too. <laughs> no, I had I had there was a UN uh, sustainable development thing that I had we knew some people there. I was committed to it. But I got a chance oh, to I, go see him present, and it was it was great. Like this, you 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 had a really good way of talking about what you were doing, but also being very open because you've mentioned this idea of Tetra Pak wants to start to have a conversation, an open conversation. And I, that's what I that's what I think is so cool about your company is that it's that it does seem to be like, a look, we're not saying we have it perfect. Right. And that's that's kind of the attitude you have to have in this day and age. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah and I think also it's uh, sorry just to just to interrupt you there no, um, please. no I, please I, interrupt the, uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's important and I'm passionate about this because there is no per- perfect solution and I'm not I don't want to go around beating our chest and and talking about all the all the fantastic things. I mean, I'd love to of course do as, as a little bit of that, but yeah. but really I think the open and honest conversations and I thought Greenbiz was a great platform to do that. Really I don't was. know what you guys thought, but I found like I found the the conversations pretty productive. And uh, and I know we 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 will certainly be back, uh, COVID permitting, uh, very soon next year yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, us I, too. I, I loved I loved how many how many companies were there, and and the, the people that they sent were the ones who who really cared. The people who were at that event were the people Agreed. from those sure. companies who were like, I I really think we should do something about it. And it was it was neat because you could you could actually have some conversations with people and and uh, and both give perspectives and then and then learn some new perspectives. And I think that that a lot of a lot of us got a lot smarter. And I think that we all, you know, it, it's a great. It's just it's great to have events like that because you you get you get people who can do something about it, who are producing a lot of waste and a lot of emissions. I mean, all of our companies do right. And if if, if we all stay, start taking responsibility, then then that's a big step to go in the right direction. And like I said, there is yeah. no there is no perfect solution. But I think that we don't want to we don't want to. <laughs> We don't want to ruin a, a, a great solution that will help to get us there because we're looking for the perfect one. It's like we've got to we've exactly. got to do th- do something. We've got to start doing things. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know it was it was funny because I got back here to to Brussels and then I was driving up to Ghent to uh, to drink some root beer or something sure, like that. Sure, 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 and, sure. Uh, good root beer. And I was there and I and I turned on um, I turned on your podcast. And then I heard my name and I heard you guys <laughs> yep. mentioned me and I was sitting in the car and I was like, oh my God, you meant, they mentioned me. And then I was like, I'm instant famous all of a sudden. And, uh, and that, that was one of the best moments I had. And I had all my friends in the car at the time. And, uh, and I was like, guys, I'm on a podcast. They mentioned me. Uh, and, uh, and, and I really appreciated that. And you guys just give such a good platform to have these open discussions. And I, I just, I mean, how's it going? How's, how's the, how's the podcast? How are, how are things great. progressing? We keep, we keep getting bigger and bigger. It keeps well, blowing up. It's, well, 
live. Oh, we do. We have, uh, we have news. exciting news. Oh, this, this is the announcement. Is this yesterday. It? This is the official announcement. We're making an announcement. We, the BioFriendly Podcast, won the Consumer World Award Gold for uh, Education Hero during COVID nineteen. So for being, we hey. won a gold award for uh, educating the public about COVID and and ways that they can you know stay healthy and safe. And uh, we we found out yesterday, and so now we've always wanted to say we are the award-winning bio-friendly podcast. So now you've been with us for so long now. Now you can say you were there in the beginning, but now we're award-winning. So this is probably the last like cool <laughs> episode that we'll have where we're like really friendly. From here on out, it's arrogance. <laughs> right? The important, it's the important thing, when people recognize you for doing a good job, you must change. You must change and become completely <laughs> impossible to deal with. No, we're, yeah. anyway, it's going, it's going great. It's been a steady growth. So far, but what's exciting now is we're we're now getting a chance to have more guests like you and like Mark from Earthwatch and all these people that we met along the way. Um, that I think that we were in. It's funny because after Green Biz, we were kind of in track to to have these guests on earlier, but then because of COVID and and changing like the environment and how do we do the podcast, it really put a, a kind of a pause in what we were where we were headed. But I feel like now now we're back in motion. We're, we're back, real, baby. We're back, baby. And now we're, we're back. Award-winning. <laughs> so I'm I'm on the award-winning bio-friendly podcast. You are you the are. first guest. What an honor. The award-winning bio-friendly yes. Yes. podcast. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. We're, that's we're going on my LinkedIn page for sure. <laughs> you should definitely add it to your LinkedIn page. I love it. I love it. Yeah, well... well Thank you. Yes. It was so great to have you. I, I actually I wore I wore my my best shoes for you. He did. Like, I these walked are, these in. These are the ones. And I saw yeah, these shoes got, on I, his feet, and I was like, "Those are the fanciest." I've only worn them like two two other times in my life. I got these shoes because I was like, "These shoes are, are are really the ones. These are these are." He looks. I'm like, very excited about these shoes, but so excited I don't want to wear them because because they're like yeah. they're cool kicks. They really are. Cool. And yeah, I they're thought, cool kicks. I thought Mustan's coming on today. It's a special occasion. I gotta, I gotta wear, I gotta wear my good kicks. Yeah, I wore, so I, I wore my best heels. You but, did? Yeah, but I oh, had to kick them off. Oh, I good. wanted to get yeah. comfortable, you yeah. know. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm barefoot over here, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> as you should I, be. I probably should have put on shoes. I do have pants on. I promise you that. Uh, okay. But, uh, but no shoes. <laughs> this yeah, is a, this good. is a pants optional show. I it think. always has been. I think it's always <laughs> been our policy. Is there anything else about, uh, you know, touch back or anything that you wanted to share before we go? Uh, before we wrap things up. No, I think you, you guys, this has been a, an absolute pleasure and I'm always happy to, to participate and have these discussions. And, you know, maybe next time we could, uh, we could also invite a, a couple other uh, friends to the table and, We'd love it. and have, a, a, have another discussion about this. I think from, from our perspective, you know, we're, we're moving forward with our campaign, Go Nature, Go Carton. Um, I'll send you guys the, uh, the information and the Please. links and you can yeah. watch our CEO on, uh, on CNBC very soon. I'd love it. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, and let's keep in touch to see, to see how else we we can connect on these things. I, I really look forward to that. Yeah, you'll yeah. never be able to get rid of us ever. Like, oh, we'll, that's they, fine. They, getting, we'll, we'll be on. We'll be, be on your couch. We'll be on your with couch. Root beers I'm before be, you even know it. So many root beers on Mustan's couch. Yeah, so many. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, anytime. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on the Biofriendly Podcast. We always give our guests the option. You're you're welcome to stick around as we fudge our way through the uh, tags, the tags the show, at the end, or you can sign off right now. It's whatever you want to do. I have a few minutes. I'll stick yes. around. Oh, yes. So you can witness hey. the tags. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Go for it. All right. Okay. All right. So we are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Featuring greater parasympathetic nerve activity. Um, more than just charismatic megafauna. Dolphins don't quit. Nature is perfect. Look at eggs. 
We are y'all inclusive. Uh, don't mess with Smokey on this show. I wrote something down on the whiteboard that we you, were talking about that I have to save. Just wait. Okay, One I'm going to hold off. Go, go, go find it. Don't, don't run off with your headphones. Okay, but, okay go run. Because is that just, what it just is? vamp, guys, vamp. Did, did you realize? Vamp. Ba, 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 ba. What was the phrase that we forgot about? Is that what it, <laughs> is that what it was? Is that what it is? It's not, is it? It's not. No. We said something that <laughs> we I said something. Was... But our new no, tag okay, so now what it is... Says, what it says on the, on the wall is, you gotta bring the zest. <laughs> gotta bring the zest. <laughs> then that probably was but it. But I don't know if that was what we said or not. We'll say it anyway. You gotta bring the zest. And then our new tag is the award-winning bio-friendly podcast. Wow. Because wow. now we can say now it. Now we can say it. We're award-winning. Then at the end of the year, as you know, we're, this will all reset, and they'll all be gone, and we'll have to start over. Yeah, in 2021, our, we get new text, except for yeah. Beacon of Light. Beacon of Light is always Stays there, there through yeah. the whole thing. No. But we, we did pretty good, and now yeah. we know you got to bring the zest. you got to bring the zest. I bet you that was it. Is it? I think so. I don't know. We were talk- we, we say things in this office. It's just the two of us. Get, we all stir crazy. And then <laughs> and then sometimes we're like, that's got to be. And then we write things down, and then I don't even know if it yeah. was. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good job. Yeah, what are you going to do? Good job. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again to Ms. Don Lilani from Tetra Pak. Uh, we'll be posting this episode this week, and then uh, also you'll see a lot of the links and stuff about their program coming up here, and we'll share those as well. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.